Today, we talk child actor, artistic welder, and son of the very famous actor Marlon Brando. And no, it is not Sonny Corleone. It's Christian Brando, and I didn't know anything about him or this case until I went digging, and I'm glad I did. Being the son of Don Corleone has to come with a lot of pressure, but should have never ended so tragically. With an unspoken promise of greatness, today we see Christian Brando's endless possibilities go down in flames. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in. I did not expect us, I honestly didn't expect there to be such a tragedy between you guys finding the episodes and me making the episodes. So I'm really sorry for the struggle with you guys not being able to find the episodes, but I love the guys, you know, all of you fans, all of you people that are listeners, you know, not fans per se, but, uh, you know, all of you uh, people that are hitting me up on Twitter and letting me know what the hell's going on. And, you know, that's important, guys. You know, the uh, the listener engagement is super important and it, it, it keeps me going. It keeps this whole train chugging along and, uh, you know, makes me, you know, work that much harder. And this is going to be the most detailed uh, episode by far, man. I have like seven pages of script right here. It's insane. Um, if you are one of those few people that have listened to the show, man, you know, there's it's so appreciated that you guys are listening at all. If you are listening, man, and you can get us on iTunes, either way, man, shoot us a review because the reviews help so much on the business end of everything. You know, it helps us grow, helps me uh get more people listening to the show and, you know, helps me, uh, work harder for you guys. Um, uh, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm very hard, a uh, hard worker at podcasts. Every, every show is based on something specific. Okay. So you will find something that you like. If you like this show, because I talk about crimes in, that happen in the movie industry, uh, uh, it's definitely, uh, more, more edited than this, this show, you know, it's got more music and all that stuff. It's a fun show. You guys will enjoy it. Trust me. Well, either way, um, let's get into the absurdity that was Christian uh, Christian Brando by reintroducing his famed father, Marlon Brando. Because I know some of you guys might not know who Marlon Brando is, and that's sad truth. But you know, either way, we're gonna we're gonna learn more uh, about Marlon Brando here. I'm sorry about the mush mouth, guys. Marlon Brando was born April 3rd, 1924, in Omaha, Nebraska. So there you go, Omaha. That's awesome. You guys got a pretty prominent dude there, I'd say. He's an actor, director, and Academy Award winner. He's very well known for his portrayal of Don Corleone, uh, Vito Corleone, in the Godfather movies. Um, he was married three times and evidently slept with his maid, uh, fathering 11 children. Or so, I don't know. The numbers are kind of uh, convoluted here. Uh I'm getting 11 children, but when I did the research, there's like 13. I know he had adopted some. I don't know if he actually has. I don't know how many kids he's actually the biological father of. Either way, um, 
He was seriously establish, establishing a legacy, anyways, of good and talented family members. Unfortunately, this isn't a good legacy. Touted as uh, the fourth best male actor during uh, the post-war era, debuting a, uh, in A Streetcar Named Desire, Marlon went on to be one of the greatest actors of all time. Though considered to be a bad father and with speculations of molestation, uh, with no evidence uh, that was ever found, um, in 1999, he was named one of six actors in Time magazine as one of its 100 most important people of the century. Though these events were no faults of Marlins, this tragedy wore heavy on the entire Brando family. And now that we've kind of remembered who Marlin is, we can now see who Christian Brando is. Christian Brando, which uh, he was called by something else, I didn't end up writing it down, but uh, his mother called him something else. Uh, he was born May 11th, uh, 1958, in sunny Los Angeles to Marlon Brando and actress Anna Cashfee. Um, he was named after Marlon's longtime friend, French film director Christian Marquand. Born after, uh, he was born from an affair that resulted in a one-year marriage ending in divorce. His parents brought him back and forth between homes, and a 12-year custody battle ensued. A hot-tempered mother and stern father took effect on Christian very early. Now at 13 and living with his father who called him, and I quote, a basket case of emotional disorder, the young Brando spent little time with his father and was raised by nannies and servants. The Brando gang, the Brando gang continued to grow as his, really, his rarely seen father was creating brothers and sisters. Christian was quoted to have said, The family kept changing shape. I'd sit down at the breakfast table and say, Who are you? While Marlon remained distant from his son, one day while filming abroad, young Christian was kidnapped by his mother. How crazy is that, that your mom would kidnap you? It's so strange. Uh, eventually, Christian drops out of high school and begins drinking and using LSD. With no interest in the spotlight, he ran away from home to Washington State. I just gotta say, that's just a weird place to run to when you have, you know, your dad eventually owns an island. Do you know that? You know what I'm saying? And you're going to move to Washington state. Either way, <laughs> he lived amongst friends and, uh, his dad, Marlon, apparently, uh, approved by purchasing a remote cabin for the then 22 year old to practice artistic welding in. Now I have never, I don't, what is artistic welding? I don't know what this is. Uh, Christian spent time, uh, living there and his father's Hollywood, he, he, Sorry, Christian spent time living there and his father's Hollywood Hills residence, which event eventually leads to some time on screen. As a child, he was in The Secret Life of an American Wife and I Love You, Alice B. Uh, Tolkless? Tolkless? Something like that? <laughs> in 1968. And uh, La Posta in Gioco, Unmasked Part 25, and Wishful Thinking. Now, some of these movies he's credited as Gary Brown, which is really strange. I don't know why. Like, what? That's such a that's a really really vague name, and your dad is Marlon Brando, sir. Like, you would get I don't know. I feel like you'd get. <laughs> come on, Gary Brown versus Christian Brando. I don't know, because his last thing in 1990 was Wishful Thinking, and he went by Chris Brando. Um, Either way, he's credited with six movies on IMDb, but the like I said, the Gary Brown pseudonym is an, is very odd. Like I said, considering how how famous his dad was, uh, you know, and on top of that, he wasn't 
in anything notable notable you know what i mean nor have i seen any of his welding artwork like what i don't understand so your dad's you know this famous actor you spend no time acting or the time you spend acting is not notable at all there was mention of him playing some i don't know killer in that italian movie or whatever but still you also had this whole you know i don't know cabin that your father purchases and you're supposed to be making some sort of art uh via welding and i don't i feel like nobody's seen that you know were you were you turning a profit off of it sir i don't know but now that we covered who the father and brother were let's bring christian's half-sister cheyenne into the story because she does play a huge part and she seemed to be very troubled now let's find out more about christian's half-sister cheyenne brando I just want to say before continuing, you guys, uh, I'm sorry about the weird sound in between, like, uh, me speaking. Like, I don't know, there might be a weird, like, fuzziness, I guess you'd say. A uh, buzz, maybe? I don't know. Either way, I'm sorry about that. Uh, number two, I'm sorry if I'm reading too quickly, but, uh, like I said, I do have a bunch of pages here, and this is fully researched. This is going to be the most detailed episode so far, and this is the second one, only the second one, that has actually involved uh, a murder you know, the last episode, uh, Felicia Pearson featured a murder, uh, you know, when she was 14 years old. Check that episode out. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about Cheyenne here, who is, uh, who is a very important part of this story. because Not, not just being the half-sister of Christian or being the daughter of Marlon or her role as, you know, far as being, you know, however she was born, you know, due to the, due to the fact that Christian was born out of uh, wedlock, if you will, you know, in an affair but uh, Cheyenne was born uh, Tarita Cheyenne Brando, February 20th, 1970. Uh, she was raised by her mother, Tarita, on the island of uh, Tahiti. Her and her brother, who they don't mention a lot, uh, so obviously, you know, uh, Marlon had two kids out there in Tahiti. And the, the brother's name is uh, Tahotu. But, and they were not allowed to visit Marlon while he was actually in the USA. So while he was in the U.S. and they were in Tahiti, they weren't allowed to come see Dad. And apparently, if, you know, during the paparazzi heydays, when Marlon Brando was, you know, super popular, as he always was, uh, the photos for his daughter, you know, taking a picture of his daughter in Tahiti was worth a bunch of money. Um, while still young, Cheyenne actually adored her father, but by her teenage years, was quoted to have said, I've come to despise my father for the way he ignored me when I was a child. He came to the island maybe once a year, but really didn't care whether he saw me or not. He wanted us, but didn't want us. That's a really confusing last part. He wanted us, but didn't want us. It's like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, I guess. Uh, eventually, she left high school, just like uh, Christian did. Uh, she began modeling and abusing drugs and alcohol, just as Christian did. Uh, tragically, in 1989, Cheyenne crashed her Jeep after her father refused to let her visit him while filming The Freshman in Toronto. So not even, she couldn't even visit her own father in Canada. So it wasn't just strictly the U.S. Like I said, Brando was not, you know, quoted to be a good, a good dad. Um, she ended up suffering a broken jaw, a laceration under her eye, and a torn ear during, uh, obviously from this crash. Uh, Marlon had her flown out to Los Angeles for reconstructive surgery and cosmetic surgery. Effectively sending her modeling career uh, effectively ending her modeling career, uh, Cheyenne began experiencing bouts of depression and attempted suicide. 
In May of 1987, she began to date Dog Drolet, a 23-year-old motorbike champion with parents in the Tahitian parliament. The couple met at a disco and eventually lived together as Cheyenne soon became pregnant. So she meets this guy at a disco, you know, in, the, in you know, right before the 90s there. And, you know, it's got to be interesting because disco was still around. So you can only imagine what the times were. A lot of cocaine, I feel like. A lot of cocaine. Uh, but now that we've learned about uh, Christian Brando's sister and her boyfriend, who both play a um, huge role in this next part, um, the mentally fragile sister and the dope fiend brother come to a stunning conclusion about the father and seemingly innocent Dog Drolet in the crime. Okay, so before we go into the crime, let's talk about these four people that are involved in this entire situation. And to a certain extent, some people, you know, obviously Christian himself considers it an accident. But uh, let's talk about Marlon Brando, the famed actor, Godfather, you know, uh, Streetcar Named Desire, all the stuff. You know, he's, he's super popular at this time, super huge, you know, rated amongst, you know, M Marilyn Monroe, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Then you have Christian, who is his son. You know, he's 32 years old. Um, you have his daughter, who is who is Christian's half-sister, who is Tahitian or something like that. I think she's, uh, you know, she's definitely, I don't know, somehow they end up in the same house. Put it that way, which is really strange. But uh, we know that she's a model. She's been doing modeling. And, of course, Christian and Cheyenne are both known to be using drugs or alcohol. I don't know what Cheyenne's situation was at this point due to the fact that she was pregnant. You know, was she still abusing drugs or alcohol? I can't be sure. I don't have any evidence evidence of that. And then you have uh, uh, Dog Drolet, who is... Uh, you know, a 23-year-old man who happens to just be the boyfriend who happens to also be at the house, uh, which is actually Marlon Brando's house. So there you go. We have Marlon Brando, Dog Drolet, Cheyenne Brando, and Christian Brando. All, uh, not, not all at the same place at the same time. Marlon Brando was not there. Let's talk about it. May 16th, 1990. Only five days after Christian's 32nd birthday. Dog Drolet was fatally shot. Around 10.45, a 911 call was received from the Brando, uh, Brando re uh, house. Christian was told by his sister Cheyenne her boyfriend, Dog, was slapping her around and abusing her. Angered and alcohol-fueled, uh, alcohol Christian, later that night, confronts Drolet with a uh, when a struggle ensues, and supposedly the gun discharges into the face of Dog Drolet. Christian was immediately arrested, and charged two days later with first-degree murder. Cheyenne fled to Tahiti when asked to testify, being that she was the only witness. Christian, who was allegedly drunk at the time, stayed claiming accident. Marlon, who eventually arrived on the scene uh, a little later, ended up trying to save Jolay's life with mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. Now, Christian ends up serving nearly five years before receiving a $10 million bond, which his famous father paid. With Robert Shapiro, who is very famous, and you, know, you guys might recognize him more from the OJ case, uh, he was in his corner. Marlon had no shyness to the camera, uh, at one point talking to reporters for nearly 45 minutes. So it's just those, you know, one of those after-court, uh, you know, 
where they talk to the lawyer and the family somewhat if they're willing to speak. Yeah, Marlon Brando went on for 45 minutes, you guys. Uh, Christian was released in 1996, but five years later, he was accused for the death of Robert Blake's wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. What? Right. We're, we're here on crime and movies, and I'm talking about Robert Blake and his, you know, his dead wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. So, you know, was that a case that we would get into? I don't think so. I don't think I'll do that case. It was, it was too highly publicized, and he was acquitted and whatnot, but here you go. Here's a connection. Christian Brando was accused of this murder. Uh, the two, it's because the two had a decade-long fling, even after Blake uh, married Bakley. Um, essentially, Bonnie wound up pregnant and named the child after Brando. Christian Shannon Brando is the child's name, and it's uh, a little girl. Um, though the child wasn't Brando's at all, uh, Christian was furious and already a convicted murderer. He was quoted as saying, you're lucky somebody ain't out here to put a bullet in your head. And this, he's saying this to, uh, Bonnie. Uh, Christian was cleared of all charges though, but he was fined a thousand dollars for mouthing he did it to the jury in 2005. Or no, to the jury. Um, so basically, you know, he gets accused of this crime, which uh, I'll, I'll kind of run you through it real quick. Robert Blake was out with his wife, uh, out with his wife to dinner and they're leaving and they go to get in the car and Robert ends up turning his back away from the car for one second and when he turns and looks back his wife was shot and shot to death and of course you know Robert was immediately the guy who they pinpointed as the guy who did it but Robert was trying to point the finger at any Robert Blake was trying to point the finger at anybody else that could have been uh you know so he could get acquitted you know so he could get out you know, for I mean, it just seems like an impossible case, but yeah, that's not going to be something we're going to dive into, guys. I promise. It's just, it's, it's too highly publicized for me. I, I like doing the stuff that's a little bit more under the rug, such as this case. But there you go. There's a connection between Christian Brando and Bonnie Lee Bakley and and fucking Robert Blake. That's crazy. I know what. When I stumbled upon this, I was like, what? That is what? You come on. Um. So yeah, he got in trouble for uh. You know saying he did it to the jury uh, on his way out, obviously after he was, you know, free from actually being accused anymore of killing this poor woman. Uh, but in 2005, his ex-wife accused him of uh, spousal abuse, and he was ordered to drug rehab and three years probation. So it's so crazy because this whole crime, uh, basically what happens is, you know, the brother, Christian, ends up coming to the house at a certain point when, obviously, the boyfriend and girlfriend, Cheyenne and uh, Dag, uh, Dog, I would say, are at the house, uh, probably alone because Marlon's not there, so it's just them two, maybe some servants or nannies. I don't even know if there were servants or nannies there at this point because there would probably be some more witnesses, you know? Who knows? Either way, um, uh, Cheyenne comes to Christian with complaints of... You know, this guy is beating me up, he's slapping me around, what have you, and this is early in the day. Well, obviously, Christian is mad, and he probably goes out and gets more fucked up, and he's thinking about it more, and then he comes back with a gun and decides to threaten Dog, and when he does, you know, they end up struggling together, and supposedly the gun goes off, and he, he still claimed that it was an accident, fully an accident. So, here in the end, you find, like, basically the whole ending question is, it's like, why didn't Christian think about the fact that his sister wasn't well you know why didn't he try to take dog aside and talk to him why bring a gun into the whole situation at all but uh, as you see so much opportunity lost uh, a truly gifted father you know a spoder uh, a spoder mike uh, motorbike champion you know 
uh, you know, Marlon Brando being the great, you know, a talented father, uh, but he didn't really lead Christian. You know, he was kind of in and out of his life. You know, as as he would be because of his, you know, his fame, his celebrity. It was going to be impossible for him to be a father. So him having this many kids seems absurd, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. But um, either way, without the guidance, without correct guidance, a monster can be created. So whether you believe, you know, this is self-defense or not, uh, Christian certainly had some sort of violent history, and he was abusive, abusing drugs and alcohol. And clearly, you know, he didn't have the guidance of his father that he needed, and. It, that thing will fuel, just add fuel to uh, this person, this personality, and I feel like that's ultimately what's happened here. Because for you to to believe that from your sister, who you already should know is mentally, you know, disabled, there's something wrong with her. You know, why wouldn't you check check out the, uh, you know, get some, you know, facts first. Let's find some facts before we go bringing a gun into an unnecessary situation. You know what I mean? That ultimately ends up in somebody dying because this man was shot in his face you guys uh dog Drolet took a shot to his face he didn't die with a, a a gun wound to his stomach or something that seemed like a struggle he died with a shot to his face and i think that in itself is telling you know you don't <sighs> put it this way he was uh, there's also evidence that he was shot still sitting in the position watching tv and his hand was still on the TV remote, changing channels, but he was dead when the officers arrived. And you guys can look this up, like, on YouTube, there's officers that talk about it. You know, when they came up on the scene, they see the man sitting there, and he's he's sitting in front of the television, and he's got his hand on the remote still. I wouldn't make this stuff up, you guys. I wouldn't steer you in the wrong direction, trust me. But tragedy nonetheless, absolute tragedy. You know, not only does he... he get a 10-year sentence for this, you know, because he pleads out to involuntary manslaughter and eventually gets out because of the bond, you know, his dad could pay the bond, simply. You know, if it was a, if it was a poor man's son, it would be a whole different situation. But either way, you know, the darkness, the darkness will, will take over some of these, uh, these, these kids that are born with a silver spoon up their booty, if that makes sense. You know, they have everything kind of there ready for him and they end up doing tragic shit stuff that you would not even expect and that's what this is for that's what this podcast is for baby that's what we do here so as you as as i said you know he goes through and he does this crime and then as years pass more crimes happen and he's accused of them and then he's also eventually put on probation and goes through drug 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 and alcohol rehab all this different stuff's going on you know what i mean it's a consistent thing going on so you can only imagine uh how what's happening to Marlon Brando at this point being his father you know all the money he's had to pay and just to keep this whatever you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes I'm sure but that's the crimes you guys the main crime we're focusing on here is where he shoots you know his brother-in-law in all technicality <laughs> I guess that's the that's the focus here that's the main crime but as you see his life you know was full of tragedy even after serving time for this crime but uh Let's talk a little bit more about what the aftermath here. What happens after the case? What happens after the crimes? You know, obviously we heard a little bit about what was going on with Christian after this took place and let's 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 just keep going a little bit. Let's find out. Let's get some more details about how this this ultimately ends for everyone. Okay. So as I said, 
Cheyenne was pregnant, you know, um, Dag Drolet was about to become a father during this whole situation. Uh, as of uh, June 1990, uh, she ended up giving birth to her son. Um, he was actually raised by uh, Cheyenne's mother, who was also named Tarita. Um, after the birth, Cheyenne attempted suicide twice and was hospitalized. She was deemed mentally disabled, and she never testified in the, the shooting of her boyfriend or husband. Um, April 16, 1995, Cheyenne hung herself at her mother's home in Tahiti. Neither Christian nor Marlon Brando were able to attend her funeral in Tahiti. She was 25. So, right there, tragedy. Uh, at 1995, uh, you know, Cheyenne ends up, I guess, attempting for the final time because, she, you know, she was just hospitalized for attempting to do this. And I don't know how she got away with it because, uh, you know, after that, you know, after the first time, I feel like you're being watched extra carefully. As I said, she was 25. Now, January 26th, 2008, Christian was pronounced dead after his, his arrival 15 days prior to Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center. He died of pneumonia from his chronic meth use, among other drugs. After his sister's suicide, he claimed he didn't believe Dr. Drolet was abusing his sister, and she was simply mentally ill. Christian Brando was 49 years old. So, once again, more tragedy, you guys. It ends even crazier. Ends even crazier the fact that Cheyenne and Christian are both gone now. So that's, you know, I mean, Christian lived a pretty long life, but did he, did he, was there any final answers? No, because Cheyenne was gone well before that, you know, over a decade before. Absolutely crazy. So now we're going to go, we're going to find, we're going to, I know, I know it's getting dark here. Um, we're going to kind of get out of the darkness a little bit. And, and talk about Marlon Brando and his legacy and what he left behind and, of course, all of his, his thousand kids. July 1st, 2004, Marlon Brando passed away from the pulmonary fibrosis. The so-so father and silver screen giant lives on through his films. As mentioned, Brando had a large family consisting of several children, uh, you know, actual biological children and uh, adopted children. Um, he was 80 years old. But uh, let's look at uh, some of the... Let's, let's see who these uh, remaining uh, children are, the ones that are actually still alive, I believe, uh, aside from Christian and Cheyenne, of course, and there's way more than 11 here, guys. Um, I I just looked it up quickly. I googled it. You can Google it. <laughs> it was pretty simple. Um, Warren Brando, Lisa Brando, Michael Gilman, which is really strange. It's really a throw off. Michael Gilman. He's like, nope, call me Gilman instead of Brando. Everybody else is Brando. It's weird. Uh, Angelique Brando, Dylan Brando, Miles Jonathan Brando, and he was one of the few that I actually saw um, that had a photo. I don't know what he does. Looks like he might be a model of some sort. Um, Timothy. Uh, Timothy. Uh, Gahan Brando, uh, Brando, Brando, <laughs> Nina Brando, uh, Mamidi Brando, Rayatua Brando, Nico Brando, 
who also had a picture, and then so did uh, Rebecca, Brand, uh, Rebecca Brando and Simon Brando. They all had pictures, and I think Nico has done some acting. I believe they've all probably done a little bit of acting. Just kind of came with the territory, even especially when they were children. I'm sure it was just like, oh, you know, can you do something? Can you get your kid to do something really quick? Yeah, not a problem. Shouldn't be a problem. But um, I looked up his net worth as well. It said uh, Marlon Brando was uh, net worth was a hundred million dollars. You can only imagine what it is now uh, to these days, especially with uh, you know the Godfather's not never going to go anywhere, guys. It's just going to keep cycling in and out. Um, he's got lots of kids too, as far as legacy goes, uh, and uh, he's got an amazing resume of films. But obviously, this wasn't about Marlon Brando. This was specifically about the tragedy that ensued, that affected his, his entire family. This is about Christian and all his troubles, though. That followed, honestly, that followed him and his sister. Even being the child of a world famous actor can't hide broken pieces, you guys. You know, these, these children weren't taken care of by this man. And ultimately, I can't say that that's the main factor for these things happening, but it does play a huge part in a lot of ways, you know, especially when you, you're infatuated, infatuated with who your father is, you, you glorify him in your own head even more than he already glorifies himself in reality. But with that being said, I do have this new segment that we're adding. I'm trying to switch the show up a little bit, make it a little bit sweeter for you guys, a little different, uh, a little bit more interesting. Uh, so with that being said, this next part I'm going to try and add to each show. And basically what it's going to be is my final thoughts in a sense of I have a lot of questions. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to say the questions. I'm going to try and give you what my, my answer, uh, how I would answer it, and give me your answers as well. You know, tell me how you feel about the case. Tell me if you remember the case even. Because, I, you know, I, I, was old and I was young enough to know what TV was, but I wasn't old enough to give a shit about this stuff. Right, I wasn't paying attention to the movies at all, or the TV shows at all. You know, if it wasn't a cartoon, I didn't give a shit. If it wasn't Disney, I didn't care. You know, but either way, uh, this next segment is going to be called "Unanswered Questions." Welcome to Unanswered Questions. Now, this is the first time I've done this, and I only did, I kind of did it as I was doing the research, so this might happen more often if I research more often. Either way, the first question was, was Marlon a conspirator to Dog's death? Now, they had spoke about this a little bit in the documentary and the inside edition or whatever that I had watched on YouTube, and the, I forget what it was called, Bloodshed at Brando's, Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, basically there was people speaking because supposedly, like it said, he had tried to resuscitate, uh, Drolet. He tried to resuscitate him somehow. He came back and gave him mouth to mouth. Well, if you gave him mouth to mouth, why wasn't the body moved at all? Like away from the remote control that was changing the channel still. How is that possible? Um, and then the next question was, was the sister simply making the stuff up? And you can see at the end, you know, Christian eventually comes out and says he didn't believe his sister. Was that after she killed herself? Was she still alive when it happened? Was he just trying to get, you know, the pressure off of him? Uh, who knows? Because honestly, I, I don't think there was actually something physically going on. I feel like she was pregnant. She wasn't doing drugs or alcohol or have any kind of, uh, you know, sustenance, uh, you know, illegal sustenance, I guess you'd say to keep her uh, steady or whatever, so she was just making stuff up to get rid of this guy, and then, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of, like I said, it's open, I feel, still, because all of these people kind of left without the answers. 
Um, you know, also, uh, how could there be a struggle? Like I had said in the beginning, how could there be a struggle if Jolet was shot in the face and remained positioned with his hand on the remote, still changing the channels? That's crazy. The same thing with Marlin claiming to resuscitate him after the accident. And Jolet's still sitting there, hand on the remote, <laughs> you know, changing the channels. It's not funny. But, you know, you can only imagine the sight for the officers coming in. They see somebody sitting there on the couch changing channels and he's shot in his face. Even if it was a single shot, which is, all, I'm sure, all you would need when it's directly to the face. But with the right ballistics and everything and forensics that they could have done at the crime scene, they would have been able to easily figure this out. So it kind of circles back to the, you know, Shapiro. How much did Shapiro have to do with, you know, getting this man, this young man, a 10-year sentence, you know, for something that he, you know, might not have premeditated, but he most definitely went in there and fired the gun at this man's face. Like, he, there wasn't a struggle. He shot him. He was thinking about it. It was, you know, it was all that was on his mind for several hours, you know. Several hours after he was told that this was this was happening, that's all he could think about. And he was just getting more and more fucked up, you know, adding more and more alcohol, more and more drugs, you know, fueling this fire and rage inside of him. And he eventually goes back to the house with a weapon, f fully intended on ending this man's life. Because you, without the weapon, confronting him would have only led to a fight, simply. You know, nobody would have died. So he brought the weapon because he intended to shoot him. So I guess that is premeditation. There you go. I don't know if that's the, the answers there, but the man only got 10 years for involuntary manslaughter, and he only served, you know, five of those years, and eventually came out and died of uh, drug use, pneumonia and shit. So... He was in a bunch of movies, and we all gave him a bunch of our money. In fact, it was completely the opposite, and we gave his father all of the money to keep this, this kid from uh, serving the time that he should have served. And maybe he'd still be alive if he would have uh, stayed in, in jail or prison that much longer. Who knows? W would it have made a difference if he was still alive? Would he have became this significant actor? Who knows? I doubt it. You know, just, just having that name anymore is, is not as prominent as it should be, right? You'd think you'd see with eleven plus kids, you would think you'd think you'd see Brando on everything, you know, in all kinds of movies and whatever. Not saying that they'd all follow the same footsteps, but you know, the odds are very high when there's more than you know ten kids. Even though Christian Brando never was considered an actor or even one fancying the spotlight. A childhood filled with exhausting drama outside the theater would lead to a lot of camera time. Now, I didn't know how big this case was until I did my research. So you may have heard about this supposed accident, but hopefully you've learned more, or at the very least, it sparked your curiosity. Made you question or wonder why. With a name like Brando, it's no surprise this was so huge. Though ending with several tragedies, will we ever know why Dog Dorlay lost his life? Christian, Cheyenne, Marlon, and Dog took the answers with them. I'm kind of reminded of the Kennedy family curse when I was researching this. It seems impossible such huge potential can be erased in an instant. Though it is, and it's life. My heart does go out to everyone that was lost in this tragic episode. As always, I've had this was an awesome episode. 
I, I really had fun doing the research for this and finding out all that I could about this. I did. I dug as deep as I could, you guys. All all this was is kind of this is the tip of the iceberg. If you're interested more about his affliction with Robert Blake, or just general, you know, life discourse <laughs> that continued to happen with him, check him out, man. Interesting guy. Interesting character. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that, like I said, none of his stuff was very notable uh, aside from his crimes. You know, it's out there if you want to watch those films and see what kind of acting skills he had, if he was anything like his father. But uh, either way, they're both gone. You know, same thing with the sister. You know, Cheyenne is gone as well, and Marlon's gone. But, you know, their work is still out there. The the movies are still out there. Uh, you don't have to give them money anymore because I'm, I'm sure it's probably hard to find. And if it's not hard to find, I'm sure you can get some clips on YouTube that would, would do you justice. But uh, either way, like I said, what a crazy episode. And stay tuned. from somebody else's podcast in nine minutes we are known as the shortest podcast in podcast history i don't even know if you can call this a podcast doesn't matter it's hosted by me patrick michaels and here at the nine minute podcast i discuss all my favorite things in video and audio form usually after i go on a crazy rant saying a bunch of nothing but you can find this show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. Subscribe today or tomorrow, but definitely subscribe. Either way, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 9MinutePodcast. That's the number 9 and Minute Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Bye-bye.